The date, June 5th, 1944. The United Forces are preparing for their final assault on the Normandy coast. The mission, establish a beachhead, break through the front lines, and infiltrate and destroy enemy headquarters. This is Iron Tank, Invasion of Normandy. Welcome to Nostalgia, a chronological exploration of every NES game released in North America. I'm Mike. I'm Sean. And I'm Joe. And today, if it wasn't clear, we are in the trenches. That's World <laughs> nice. War One, Mike. Come on. Oh, there were no trenches in World War II? I'm sure, but it wasn't iconic. What do the tanks go in? If not, a, like, I know they don't go in the trenches, <laughs> so I'm saying, like, what would be the tank equivalent? Fields? They go into the fields, okay? The tank the equivalent We'll trenches, fight on the beaches, yeah. we'll feed on the fields, we'll feed on... We'll feed on the little children. Gotcha. Okay, and that's a lot, Sean, all at once. Uh, for those of you that don't know, we are playing Iron Tank Invasion of Normandy. It's an SNK game. I'm going to give you a brief overview here for a second. I describe this as a top-view action shooting game where you control a tank starting on the beaches of Normandy, then advancing forward while fighting various enemies. You can also re- also rescue prisoners of war. What do you guys think? Sounds so far, interesting. Up. Right. I, I did leave out a important thing, but we'll talk about that in the gameplay section. Uh, you know, for those of you that care about the deep lore of this, it's just history. <laughs> so you don't have, there's no like question of, uh, of questionable question merit. Yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. The way that like a, you know, the eight year old who's playing it might think it went. Yeah. Yeah. But when you're storming from the Normandy River into like the the forest of Normandy, you know, <laughs> yeah, the- <laughs> eventually into Berlin itself. But, well, I never knew that there was just one single tank right, invading one Normandy. Guy, um, his 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 name is Paul, codenamed. <laughs> That's the tank's name. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's no one That's in funny. there. And it, it's codenamed Snake. Yeah. You guys catch Threw that? me off yeah. a little bit, too. I was like, wait, is this, this related to Metal Gear? Well, but yeah, like, historically... There are the transmissions. Well, the, the tank is the first Metal Gear. Oh, that's Ooh. interesting. Okay, I yeah. like that theory. Uh, SNK and Konami have nothing to do with each other. I just thought it was funny that we got a game where the titular character is also... The titular character. I don't know why. I you are that. correct. Yeah. It's also, yeah, Snake. Uh, <laughs> but not solid or liquid. I thought or, you were going to say is, his name is I guess tank. it is the titular <laughs> character because the Iron Tank is the yeah. character. Iron know. Tank is the character? I, well, the, the the tank is what's codenamed Snake, right? Right. Well, so, yeah. yeah the, I mean, I guess it's not a character, but I also like Iron uh, Iron Snake as like a you know because there was Liquid Snake, Solid Snake. This oh, is Iron Snake. This, is, this snake. is in the Metal Gear universe. <laughs> yeah. uh, but one thing that we should note is that if you play the Japanese version, uh, it inside the tank is Colonel Ralph, who also appeared in Akari Warriors One. So they are making this like Where? shared Where universe. He, was he one of the Akari yeah, Warriors? Yeah, he was one of the Akari oh, Warriors. Okay. Yeah. So he just like does all these things <laughs> all the time, only with one or two people. I just, just figure that like, you know, with a name like Akari, it would be like a more Japanese equivalent, you know. Right. And if you and if you'll remember, Akari Warriors had a tank as well. Yeah. Uh so this is basically like an updated Akari Warriors one. Yeah, it's like a spin off. Yeah. Uh, but it made by the same people, so I, I think yeah. it's like you know. Yeah, they what, just what realized just people like the, tank the tanks and they made yeah. its own game. Right? Mm-hmm. Did you? Would you? Did you come across that thought at all when you were playing Akari Warriors? Like, oh, I'd love to just play a game where I just I think, be the tank. I think we talked about it, didn't we, on the episode? Uh, probably. I don't remember that. <laughs> yeah, that, I mean that's just a good bet for me. Like, I episode don't that like either. I'm just guessing. Episode like did. 34, 44, one of those fours. Yeah, let us uh, know. Yeah. 
So let's get into the gameplay here, okay? I think we need to talk about the most important thing, which is controlling your tank. Yes. Sounds simple, right? You move around on the D-pad, you shoot. Uh, you got two different types of ammo. You've got your normal, like, ammunition, and then you have your, what they refer to as your main weapon, but that can that can be changed. However, there, there's a twist to this whole controlling the tank mechanic, right, Joe? There is, and it has to do with the, with the turret, the gun on, on the tank. Usually, I mean, I'm, I'm thinking of more modern controllers where you have more options of buttons to press to turn the turret. So obviously we don't have that. So they came up with this questionable solution of how you turn the turret where you, you turn your tank with your normal D, D pad. But if you're holding, if you're pressing B, which is also the shoot button while you're pressing the D pad, you turn the turret, which I found yeah. wildly so confusing. Th- this was as soon as I saw this game on the docket for the, for like a future episode and, I was looking at a couple screenshots. I realized that they were either going to do two things. They were going to be a tank that only shoots forward, which ruins the idea of playing as a tank. Like, that's kind of what tanks do. Um, or they were going to do some weird hack to make the controls work for it and still be able to control uh, your treads and your turret uh, it differently. And they went with the second option, which I think is the better option, but... Like I, I knew it was gonna be a pain in the ass. Yeah, because then you have to, you have to like, you can't move while you're turning the turret, and then a lot of times you're just trying to shoot and then and move, and then you turn the turret. Like it's just, yeah, it's it's frustrating. Yeah, I think that the real problem with that formula comes down to when you account for how many enemies and how often enemies appear on screen. That it would be one thing. Uh, to have that approach where the uh, turret moves on its own and you have to you know do a different input for that if you had time to be more strategic about this kind of thing. However, enemies appear uh, straight on from the left and right, different types of enemies yeah. too. You have foot soldiers, you have other tanks, and, and those things all matter differently on the screen. So you have to kind of just know where your turret is at all times and uh, be fast with your control over it. And that's uh, that's sort of like they kept the pace of a typical run and gun, where you have like, marginally more snappy controls, um, but they completely slowed down your movement with this tank. And I don't think it's a complete failure. I think that it it, it at least provides a challenge. And, and to to go back to the pacing, there, don't you think a game where you position yourself in a tank should be more about like? you know strategic like tank on tank or or tank on you know like a lot of people not the traditional running gun sense you know like, like <laughs> yeah, it seems weird like the to be this tank that just yeah. steamrolls everything right. but also is not actually you know it's not actually doing that because right. you're constantly getting attacked as well, well. right there's, there's in not- what games in what games do you remember playing with a tank just out of curiosity yeah I'm, i would try to think about that because the only time i've ever thought of like a tank would be grand theft auto <laughs> okay, so you there's, know? yeah, Again, there's, that's not realistic there's at the all. Grand so. Theft Auto tank, tank. There's the Halo tank, which is you know pre- still pretty loose, and like you go, you don't really have to think all that strategically with that. Um, but then on the other end, which is what I think, what you're thinking of more, there's like the Battle Zone tank, which is okay, a, a yeah. completely like almost not turn based, but it is very tactics based. Um, so I think that you could go either way. I think that because they made the tank so slow. In both, like the uh, the turret movement and your own movement, uh, that we are sort of coming with these with this challenge issue, right? Yeah, I I, I don't have anything further to say on that. I I think uh, it was just it's a learning curve that maybe with like 
hours of practice you could oh, yeah. like overcome. Uh, I just don't, for me, it wasn't hitting. Mm-hmm. Same. And I think it was be- more because of the barrage of enemies yes. than it was the failure of the turret control. Right. That, I was just going to say that. I think, I think the failure of the turret control definitely affected me a lot, but also combining that with just how much, like, how much gunfire could be on the screen at once that you have to avoid and how slow you go to avoid it. It just, it just seemed even right out of the gate a little like, just overly challenging for like the first level, and then I can only imagine like by like the last <laughs> I think, level. Though the first level was actually kind of <laughs> well. Maybe I'm thinking of a little later then, but yeah. you know when there, I remember there there being several times where there's just like fire everywhere. And yeah. I'm like, where could I even have gone? I mean, maybe it was sh- shortly after I, that. I but. think unless you're good at these games, you're you're gonna die the first time you play that first level. But that's more of a you know learnings and takeaways thing, yeah, which right. we'll get into because there are elements to. And when success. I said that it was easy, I mean in comparison to like everything after it, right? Like, sure, yeah, 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 still yeah. challenging. Yeah, yeah. It's still challenging. Uh, I will also add that I wouldn't have wanted the tank to shoot straight on. So I don't disagree with their choice here. I disagree with how they place the enemies. Uh, shooting straight on would have just turned this into a shmup. Yeah. A shmup mm-hmm. with a tank instead of a uh, a plane or a helicopter right. or the various other space weapons we've seen. <laughs> I'll, I'll also note that like it seems that their, their design sort of... Yeah. Uh, continuing off of that, um, there are moments where you will trigger a complete ambush and because your turret moves so slowly... You, it's impossible to get everybody before they pretty much kill you unless you have a certain power-up, which I think is just bad. That That's just bad design in itself, but we'll get into that when we get into power Right, you can't necessarily, like, run away from yeah. combat because of the way that the scrolling is designed. Uh, you, you can kind of push, you can go up to the top of the screen and yeah. push it forward, but only ever so slowly, and that's just going to cause you to get into the line of fire and in with the, everyone. And in the specific moment that I'm talking about, you can't move forward past, like, a wall until you kill these three tanks that have surrounded you. Oh, I see what you're talking yeah. about, like, the, what I would call the bosses of, right. of each level at the end. Yeah. But even though there's well, no, like, no, levels I mean, per a, se. It's not so much a boss as it is just, like, a choke point. Gotcha. Okay. Mm-hmm. And, and and you talked about those uh, those different power ups. They are uh, rapid fire, armor pierce, bombshells, and long range. Uh, I I almost you know knowing that this is SNK, I kind of hoped for some more ridiculous style power ups for a tank. But I get that this is going for that World War Two thing, and there weren't power ups on tanks to begin with. So might as well just try to like <laughs> Wait keep it to like <laughs> yeah right you know so. Uh, these are these are fine. They just kind of seem uninspired uh, at this point. And did you include the like the question mark like kill the whole screen one in there? I did not include that because I when I'm talking about these ones, I'm referring to the ones that you have to select yes. go, to go to the menu and then choose from which you type have to do that with the with the kill oh, the whole really? screen ones. Okay, too. you just yeah. can't combine it with, with yeah. any other. So ones. that is another. Well, yeah the the moment that I was talking about where you cannot get past it unless you have this power up is that kill the whole screen or you will die and that's confirmed like you, i mean at, at least if you have to the average player to the average player you're gonna die unless you do that right um but that is a mo- a thing that we haven't really talked about yet is that you can combine these power-ups and while there isn't too much variety in what they are you can at least create different variations of them yeah i, I think it's an, an interesting way that we haven't seen power-ups used before not only combining them but that also that you have this like 
bar of like how much of that power up you have yeah. left and you can kind of decide well, i'll put this and this together for for these enemies and this and this together for those enemies personally I, I didn't find that there was like too many reasons for me to put like just two together and yeah. not all of them but, <laughs> but other than conserving some of them but uh but it's a cool concept yeah and you pick up uh these power-ups fairly regularly which i thought was nice and uh, the other aspect of, of your tank management is the damage control, because there's a there's collision between uh, foot soldiers and um, tanks, and the difference, of course, being that running over soldiers will actually act as health, whereas <laughs> running over tanks will obliterate like a good chunk of your health, yeah. which, which totally makes sense. I'm not sure where the health thing. No, no, I meant like that, that the yeah. tank shouldn't reward you either, because then the whole game well, right. would just be yeah, mowing yeah. down yeah. everything rather than shooting it. I did appreciate that you could just run over everybody, though. Like, I mean, I know that you shouldn't because they're gonna, that they will drop uh, ammunition if you shoot them for the normal way. Um, but it was still, it was still satisfying. Yeah, I didn't expect them to let you do that, even yeah. though like that's you're in a tank and they're not. <laughs> so you would think it would, but you I would expect like them to just take damage from yeah. you. Uh, at the very least, to gain damage from that adds a whole new right. strategic component to it. Because oh, right, you're right, right, you have to kind of trade off power ups and ammunition mm-hmm. versus uh, the health that you might desperately need at that point. Yeah, uh, especially as as you go later on, there's more frequent uh, tanks and other enemies as opposed to these soldiers. So the the soldiers when they appear, you more likely want to run them over just to make sure you get. Some of your health back. Just assuming you're not great at health, like yeah, me. I wasn't. So, I wasn't great at my health management. One thing I th- I noticed was that if you pick up any kind of ammunition, you do get a bit of energy back. So I, it, does it just that if you run them over without it, it gives you more? I actually wasn't. I was usually shooting them before I ran them. Interesting. Over. Okay, I guess I wasn't. I only knew based off the manual that the running over the soldiers gave you health. So <laughs> I was assuming that I, you know, I, I was only paying attention while I was collecting the okay. soldiers to confirm that. That is a really disgusting thought, though. That you know, just the blood of your enemies <laughs> yeah, coating yeah, your it's, it's metal really hull. Yeah, <laughs> oh, that's Iron Snake for you. <laughs> What's his actual name? Uh, Jeff. It, it's uh, Paul. <laughs> Paul. Oh, but okay. oh, and the other one, it was. Uh, in the other version, Japanese root. Oh, it was Ralph. Ralph. R A L F. You know, oh. the, the non typical way of spelling it. So, I mean, you have this you have this damage control thing. You have the ability to control your weapon layout for your tank. Uh, and then there's this choose your path uh, component of the game that we haven't talked about yet that I think is really cool because there's also a map you refer to in your menu that lets you constantly check, uh, you know, how yeah. close you are to uh, Berlin. And I will say that I think that this is to scale. Because uh, I I was playing for a while, and when I checked the map like periodically, I barely moved, and uh, so this has to be one of the the biggest game worlds in a game like this that I've seen. There's, I think, at the very least, you have to go through something like eleven levels at yeah. the shortest path, 
And what they've chose to do is that on on the ones that are shorter paths, they've made the levels themselves harder. Yeah. So it mm. actually, you know, works out in in your favor to take a longer route if you're struggling with the game because you won't come across those more difficult levels. Whereas the ones that might jump you or zip you across the screen from uh, say like stage five to nine instead of going like. Five, six, eight. You know, I didn't realize that. that that's that's a cool little like risk risk reward sort of like yeah. choose your own difficulty almost. Yeah, uh, yeah, and and, yeah. and you and you're never locked to. It's not it's not so much like Star Fox, uh, the way people might be thinking about that, where you get the map layout at the beginning and you choose which planet you want to go to. It doesn't work like that because that Star Fox locks you into that path after you've chosen it at the beginning. This is more like. You can choose to zip ahead and do a hard level now, but at the end of that level, there still might be, might be, not all the time, uh, two or three diverging paths yeah. you can choose from afterwards that, you know, if you really thought about it, you might take a one that looked like it was not going to get you as far because you might get a chance to take it a little easier or something yeah. like mm-hmm. that. They all, like... They- the easiest difficulty, though, is hard. Just don't don't forget that. Though. Yes. No, no, no. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's still an NES game. Yeah. So that, that's worth mentioning. Uh... I don't. I don't really know what the what the solve here for this kind of game is because of how difficult it was for me. I I didn't even. I don't even want to say I made it to the halfway point in this game. I didn't either. Uh, yeah. So I don't know if that's just give us more health. I don't know if that would. You know. Uh, <laughs> I think it also might be the enemies. Yeah, like, managing like not even all the time. There's a lot of times where it's not so bad, but like managing the the enemy fire on the screen. I don't know. If, I, I know. I keep saying this. Did you guys experience this? Where like sometimes you were just like. I'm, not, I'm just. I don't even know where I could have gone in that situation. Like, like oh, I, was, yeah. I was at somewhere too late to, you know, the, the enemies fire on me. It's too late for me to kind of get out of the way. And there's like too. It's too dense. Right, and it's so dense that slowdown's not even helpful because you're cu- at that point. You, you know, sometimes in NES games when there's too many uh, sprites on screen, it slows down and you almost feel like you're in slow motion yeah, and able to do cooler time. things. But this is not the case here because yeah. you realize more or less that you're actually trapped. And yeah. one of those bullets, or maybe multiple, right. are going to hit you. Yeah, there are times I feel like if you could just freeze frame, you could find moments where you're like, yeah, there's no way out of this situation. <laughs> <laughs> yep, that's me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's you right. You're probably wondering. wondering. <laughs> uh, so there weren't bosses at the end of the stage per se, but there was a a clear like thing that you had to accomplish before you could move on to the diverging paths. There are get, some boss-like enemies. There are some boss-like enemies. Um, there's right away, I think, in that first level, the uh, think tank. I think yeah, it's called, which is big the big tanks. tank. Yeah. yeah, but they call it the think tank in the manual. Uh, there's also like a, a giant submarine. Uh, there's a there's there's the fighter planes that go by those trains. We didn't even talk about the armored oh, yeah. trains that Berlin had. Is that, <laughs> is that true? Was that in? Like actual uh, history, they, they they did have a big train gun, but I don't know if that's like an armored train. No, no, <laughs> I meant like that was like a thing though. Like they had, oh yeah, as yeah, part yeah. of their like railroad yeah. system, yeah, they just armored had, military train system. Yeah, they, just like as like a patrol, they would send trains down uh, all of their train tracks at like eighty miles an hour and just like hit anything they could. <laughs> <laughs> that was how they did it. Right, that makes sense. I, yeah, I you get could it. Re- now. You could see that on the History Channel. <laughs> yeah, you know. Uh, I guess I never really thought about uh, this game in terms of its historical accuracy, but now I see <laughs> yeah. very clearly. Uh, yeah, I mean, I didn't make it to the end, so I don't know what to say about the the ending of this game, but it seems like you fight a just bigger think tank. 
Yeah. Like the biggest one. He looks gigantic. It might as well be Metal Gear, right? It is Metal Gear. It's the Metal Gear of 1944. <laughs> True. Yeah. Uh, they've never gone to uh, no, they never World War II in Metal Gear Solid. <laughs> no. no. Do you think they will? Um, only only if there's like a crab. Like if you get to fight a crab. Oh, a giant enemy crab? Yeah. Got it. Okay. So it could be historically accurate. Yeah. Uh, so you have this, you have the choosing your path, you have the main, the main gun options where you can build out your loadout, you have the damage control of health versus risk. That's a lot of strategy in one game. Do you think that they all complement each other? That they're all just there as additional choices on top of each other? Is it too many things to manage? I think it's too much to manage. I think that if some things were tweaked, then it could be a complementary experience. But the, And it's not even that, like, in these earlier NES games that we played, like, oh, there's too many enemies. They don't even care where they put them. It's just, like, they're randomly spawning and, and, and running at you. Like, no, th- these are placed enemies mm-hmm. but they i think they just got a little too like slap happy with it yeah when they were coding it right because because my i think the coolest idea in this game is the ability to combine your power-ups and, and manage those that way and i really wish that they had planned out the levels in a way where it's like i mean maybe they did and i just didn't like pick up on some of it but it didn't really feel like there was ever a need for me to like experiment too much with like what does this do and that do and i know we touched on that earlier and we've said like some good things about this game and some bad things but like i want to say like i didn't really have fun with this game and i think (laughs) that that not to spoil my my thing but like i think that that really kind of speaks to the fact that like there's there's cool things that we're talking about this game but don't feel like they're meshing well together i i totally think that games can have cool features and still suck yeah Not that I'm saying this game sucks, but, you know, that, that remains to be seen. Uh, <laughs> also, speaking to the historical accuracy, maybe this is, like, a thing you're not supposed to win. Like, no one man could ever take down the yeah. German yeah. War army. is hell. You know? Does it say German? Well, you're going to Berlin. Well, I mean, it's – but it's, you're the United Forces. Like, oh, gotcha. Okay, exist. that's true. That's true. I think this yeah. is an alternate yeah, history. This is an yeah. alternate history where Normandy is yeah. actually... The country yeah. of Normandy. No, yeah, their country, and they are the <laughs> ones starting the war, so you have to just fight them. Uh, yeah, I guess I never thought about it in that in that context, though. You, you, If you were going into a war zone by yourself, you would be barraged by enemies. <laughs> they would totally take advantage of that. It's actually a deconstruction of every other running gun game I've ever played. <laughs> <laughs> that was very funny. Uh, also, real oh, fast, fuck. thinking about... <laughs> <laughs> Thinking about 1917 for a minute, I mean, this is like an adaptation of that. Yeah. <laughs> Except it's different. No, 1917 yeah. is an adaptation of Invasion of Normandy, just uh, without the tank. It's okay. All right. yes. Yeah, we'll go with that. Yeah, on very loose terms. Uh, I know I said earlier that this is like Akari Warriors 1, but did you guys know that this is actually based on SNK's 1985 arcade game, TNK3? Tink 3. Tink 3. Tink 3. Yeah, dot K, and I don't think the TNK stands for anything. Totally. I think it's funny that company like SNK would make a TNK game. Because the next letter of the alphabet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm actually I'm on the edge of my seat waiting for the prequel, uh, RNK. Because uh, that's funny as well. <laughs> right. yeah, These are all good fu- jokes. everything we're saying is funny. <laughs> um, I, I'll link Tank Three in the uh, show notes this so week. You guys can see what that game played like. 
But if if you watch it, you'll definitely see right away how this is almost like a sequel, but not called TNK Four. The squeak, you know, it's a squeakle. Uh, others though believe that this game is uh, based on Guerrilla Warfare, another um, the concept, another SNK, <laughs> another SNK game. Uh, actually, just called Guerrilla War. I said Guerrilla War. Like Guerrilla so. War. Guerrilla War. <laughs> <laughs> I'm serious. And you know what the worst part is? It doesn't have gorillas. In it. Damn so it. It's 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 another World War II game. It came out the year before, so I'm uh, I'm not like sold on the idea that it could be influencing that fast. I think TNK three being like further away means that this is just like the natural lineage of things. But Guerrilla War uh, comes to the NES in 1989. So couldn't have possibly influenced it in our minds because we haven't played it yet. But we will, along with many other SNK games. Can't wait. Yeah, SNK, they're all over the place. Mm-hmm. Uh, but this is why when you play, like, Capcom versus SNK on... Uh, Can you pick a tank? You No, you can't pick a tank, but you play on, like, you know, let's say GameCube, right? Like, I think it existed. Capcom versus Capcom SNK versus 2 SNK. was on GameCube. <laughs> You would know the whole Capcom roster. It's, you know, it's like, wow, look at that. Ryu, Mega Man, <laughs> uh, Simon, like that's, uh, maybe Simon. No, Captain Simon's Commando. Konami. Um, yeah. Captain uh. Commando is in some Capcom related fighting games, I think. Okay. Um, he's, a, he's in Project X Commando for sure, but. Interesting. Uh, anyway, my point was when you look at the SNK side, you, I not recognize any of those characters unless you grew up with yeah. these games. Yeah, I remember when I would play those games in the arcade, I never knew what any of them were except for the couple, like, Street Fighter uh, guys that were in there. Yeah. None of them are, like have reached a level of, like, iconic or yeah. anything. They're just like, oh, this... Yeah, who are they? Yeah. yeah. Yep. All right. And mm-hmm. I got nothing else, so does anybody have any straight thoughts before we move into the Essential Games List? Well, Mike, you didn't, like, let us respond to your request for Stray Thoughts. I was kind of hoping we could get out of this one early. All right. Well, I just wanted to uh, stop and ask you guys. It's not so much like a Stray Thought, but... Stray Question. It's a Stray Question. Like, I know that we touched upon the existence of the radio, um, but do you guys have any thoughts on the radio? Like, I thought that it was completely... Like, it didn't help with anything. It was just giving us very vague... uh, Sort of like, you know, there, there might be something happening up, up ahead of you. It mostly tells you about either things that are happening or potential locations of prisoners of war. But, but it never says, like, yeah. where. Well, yeah. No, it never says I where. I stopped checking it after a while. And on top of that, the annoying thing is that the prisoners of war who do talk other than saying thanks, <laughs> the, the ones who say stuff, just say stuff that you could learn in the manual. Yeah. They don't say, they don't actually give, like, hints about take yeah, this path. Like any progression and, or anything that's... Right, like, like make sure yeah. you go right. I heard that there's right. less enemies. You know, you know, like that would be cool. And I know that you said you ignored it, but I ended up. I had to respond because I cannot take that. <laughs> yeah, that it is an annoying noise. beeping. Yeah. It's only be- um, it only beeps for as long as you're in that area, though. So it's not, I not too I, bad. I I also just um, thought it was funny that uh, we're named Snake and we have the radio now again. And it just <laughs> felt very similar to Metal Gear. Yeah, but you can't tune it. No, yeah, it's really, yeah. yeah, and that's what I'm kind of in it for, is like, if I can't tune the radio, I don't want to play the game. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Sean, if you don't mind, would you give your vote first? Uh, my vote for what, Mike? The Essential Games list. Oh, okay. Uh, do you want to play the music again, or do you want to... No, I think okay. we're, I think, we're, you know what, let's do it. Okay, that, I feel much better now. Um... Well, the, again, there are a lot of things about this game that I like. I, I think that 
I'm not much of a run and gun guy, but I appreciate that there's some tweaks to the formula happening. Um, again, not the best execution, but I did have fun with this game after I got a hold of the wacky tank controls. Um, but again, like this, it's too much of a it's too much of a shit show most of the time for me to, to for me to say that this is a recommended game or even or to rec- let alone say it's an essential game. So uh, I will say no. All right, that's one no, Joe. Uh, yeah, similar thing. I mean, I kind of already spoiled it earlier, but I didn't have a lot of fun with the game. I thought it had some good concepts, but overall, they didn't come together in a way that did anything for me that I can't get elsewhere. I mean, there are even other games I didn't care for that I probably like better than this one. Um, so yeah, I, I'm I'm going to give it a, a no. Okay. I'm not really sure what this game needed to make it uh, essential, because it it hit a lot of interesting concepts that we haven't even seen before. I think that choosing your own path thing is pretty revolutionary, and we praise something like Mega Man, which did it differently, but, you know, more or less, this is another way of executing that same kind of issue. So I think that all those things that it, it adds to NES games that we've never seen before are awesome ideas. It's all about implementation for a game like Iron Tank. I don't even know if maybe this game needed... Uh, a larger uh, field of view and this way there was more like opportunities for you to think about placement of your tank most of the time you just had to be somewhere in the center of the screen uh to make sure you could round out uh bullet attacks and stuff like that i don't know if it was as simple as my suggestion early on in the episode of just removing the amount of enemies maybe that would have came off as boring or um or just eventually like as you continue you know because it's a massive game it just get dry after a while of just seeing the same kind of things happen over and over again so maybe you do need that barrage or maybe this is the lesson that no one man can take down a country you know like it takes a nation it takes a village it takes a, it takes nations uh so yeah it's it's not getting an essential games list for me but snk continues to show that they might produce something <laughs> Worthy of the essential they're games evolving. list down the line. They're they're growing, and I can't say that they'll continue to grow, but their games are definitely getting more sophisticated than where we started, which, for reference, I'm pretty sure was Athena. Yeah. So we've first, come but... a long way from Athena. On the Heat Seekers charts, SNK, moving on up. And uh, that's about all the time we have for this episode of Nostalgia. Next week, we'll be playing Legendary Wings, a game I swear I've never heard anybody drop to me before. No one said on, like, you know, like, no one's name dropped that. No one's, no one said on, like, a forum even, like, check out these pickups of, like, games I've recently found at a garage sale, and Legendary Wings isn't even (laughs) in the boxes, you know, like, I don't see this thing anywhere. Even the box art, like, seeing that for the first time, I was like, what is this? So if you've played this before, I want you to write into us on, uh, NostalgiaCast at NostalgiaCast that's our Twitter uh, and just let me know like what you know how you found this game growing up because I feel like no one uh, no one heard of it even though it's a Capcom game so that's kind of interesting uh, we'll definitely get into all that uh, Sean will you have a good week until next week yeah okay great so. Joe absolutely all right, and we want all of our listeners to have a great week too and if sometime this week you happen to say NostalgiaCast is a podcast you should listen to uh, know that you should have said Nostalgia is a podcast you should listen to. We're only Nostalgia Cast on Twitter. It'd be wrong to say that as the title of our show. 
I think you should also like post about it online a lot so that, you know, for practice. Instead of like the 2011 Steam game, uh, Nostalgia, uh, the 2020 <laughs> podcast. You really want to climb up yeah. those Google, uh, uh, should, Google should be search the, the Google search. search that comes up. Yeah, that, that would make me very happy. Maybe we should talk to Google. Let's talk to Google. Yeah. Who is he? <laughs> Mr. Google? Mr. Google. Tom Google? Tom He's Google. like a puppet <laughs> with like googly eyes. Is that the same Tom from Twitter? Tom from MySpace? Oh, MySpace, Tom from MySpace. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right.